Hello, everyone. I'm Casey. And I'm Michael. And welcome to Put That Record On. This week, we are joined once again by Paul. Hello, everybody. And (laughs) I'd like to thank Casey. I listened to the last podcast. She redacted her heinous mistake with till and until. Yes. So we're, I've forgiven her. We're okay. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm back. Or I'm not mad anymore. <laughs> no, I appreciate, I appreciate you for correcting me because now I get to be bothered in the other way. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're rarely gonna see apostrophe till. That's like, that's poems pretty much. I'm just, I am so surprised that this is something that I was taught by an AP English teacher. Yeah, I mean, everyone has a blind spot everyone Everyone has has kryptonite we are spinning swimmer by tennis this week which is their fifth studio album from the year 2020 so please join us around the record player sit back and enjoy so you guys gotta tell everybody why am i here for this one hmm hmm uh because uh we feel bad for you being at home all the time, and we wanted to invite you so that you feel like you have friends. Okay, what's the other reason, though? Hmm? <laughs> I think that's... Casey, was that another reason? I, I don't... I don't I think, think so. Was, I think it was just that. Thanks. Oh. Yeah. Okay, I guess I didn't send it to Michael, and he liked it. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, guess I, I, I guess I didn't discover this wonderful band. <laughs> No, I, I just I just came along. I was just like looking through my Twitter and I was like, oh, someone likes this. And I'm like, oh, I'll try it out. Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so before, can we talk about like them as a band? Because it is the cutest, most indie thing I've ever heard. Do you guys know like how they started? Nope, we know nothing. <laughs> I don't okay. know. Okay. No. <laughs> uh, I, I don't want to name the university because I forget, but they met they're um a married the main uh people in the band they're a married couple uh there's elena moore she does the vocals i think she does some piano and patrick riley is the guitarist and they they're they're a couple they're married now they met in a college philosophy class and after they graduated uh they went on a sailing trip for eight months so I need, you know, like that staples button? Like, that was easy. I want it. That was indie. <laughs> yeah. But because of that, um, I've, I've listened to, I don't know how, if you guys have only listened to this record, I've listened to their whole discography, um, and they reference the ocean and water a lot in this album too, obviously. So that's, they do, a, they do or did a lot of writing uh, at sea. So just a little tidbit. That's neat. Yeah, as someone who knows the band inside and out and obviously knew, found this record by himself, yeah, I, I knew most of that. I just was letting you uh, describe it for, um, again, as a nicety. Thank you so much, Michael. I don't, I don't <laughs> get in this podcast all the time. I like to have the limelight. So thank you for fooling everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, I'm just here for like very little input. So, you know. Hey, I mean, you listen, you listen to it, right? I did, I did. Yep, she didn't complain about it at all. No. Oh. <laughs> Are we gonna fight, Casey? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't have anything bad to say. Okay, let's let's find out. <laughs> Look, 
I so I've listened to the album for the first time yesterday, and I did not sleep well the night before at all. Okay. So I had a lot of caffeine to try to counter this, but no amount of caffeine was saving me. And I was a very, very tired person. And this album is a little on the sleepy side for me in that I could fall asleep to it. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be a fight. (laughs) That that actually killed me a little bit. (laughs) That's not saying it's bad. It's just like a... This is very relaxing. This is that kind of music. Gotcha. Gotcha. For me. (laughs) Well, we'll get into it more. This album resonates (laughs) a lot with me. So, as always, um, we start with none other than the album cover, because why not? I love the album cover. I do, too. I, uh, I showed it to my mom and my sister, and I asked them when they think this record was made. And... Yeah, my my mom said 70s. My sister said she thought it looked 80s, but she thought it was tricking her, so she thought it was in the last few years. She was right. Yeah, yeah. So I get a lot, I get strong 80s vibes from it. And I think some, I I think 80s-ish. It's the hair, mainly. It's the hair. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah, a lot of the hair. But then, like, the, the way they're positioned, it feels like old movie like I don't, yes. I don't like like the shadows, like the way he's casting the shadow on her, but and like the shadows are on his face, but her face is the only thing illuminated along with her hair. Um, I think the hair also kind of reminds me of the eighties because uh, that actress whose name I'm not remembering, but like um, Dirty Dancing. Um, no idea. Uh, I've never seen it. Did you see? Fer- have you seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Nope. Yes. The sister. Google his, time. His little sister. Same act- act- actress, but she had um. She oh had, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. So like, like they they yeah, have Jennifer very different. Gray. Yeah, they have very different faces, but like it was like that that style that that hair. Like I looked up the lyrics. Um, I did not look up like the meanings, but I also looked up. They did an uh, AMA on indie heads, and I just found some like more information. And one thing when they had music videos, a lot of people said was like it's. Like, she kind of looks like a math teacher. Who does? <laughs> she does. She does? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She looks like kind of like a 2000, like 80s or like 2000s math teacher. I could see it. <laughs> Him too, so. but more like, he looks more like a history teacher. Yeah. He'd be the cool history teacher. I like the, it's like very simple and it's super artsy and I don't know, this is, this is definitely one of the better album covers. Yeah, it's, it's got a nice, I like the color, I really like the colors, the, the pink and the blue, it's a nice little. Yeah, and I'll get into it later. Like, I have theories about the album cover and the how it relates to the name of the album and the title track. I have theories. Oh boy. So, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. You're here with the information. Because <laughs> I really like them. <laughs> now, it's this good. is just, this could be, this is like, I'm sure it's completely off, but the colors are, um... I can't remember if it's the Bi Pride or Trans Pride. I think it's like, they're like Trans Pride colors. Yeah, I think Trans is like light blue and pink, right? Yeah. 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 So that's what it, that's what it reminded me of. But I don't think that has anything to do with this. But like those, yeah, that's what the colors <laughs> made me think of. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, I know that feminism plays a large part in her lyrics, like kind of her 
place as a woman in the world and a lot of things like that. Like also like philosophical stuff about their marriage, but some on this album, not as much as other albums, but I don't know if like, I don't know if there's a connection there between the like trans colors or not. I don't think, but hey, it's nice. Yeah, and I think it's just a coincidence. Yeah, be a fu- fun album cover to draw. Yeah, this album was also released on Valentine's Day, which is so cute. That is cute. It was also released on the same day as uh, that Tame Impala album that everyone forgot, me included. Uh, like s- the Slow Rush. No idea. There, there, there yeah. were like uh, there were more important things going on in February 2020 that people were kind of thinking about. Yeah, but. This album came out, which is the most important of those. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be hardcore defending this album, aren't I? That, that's that. Uh, no, I, I know, no, no. Don't bring I, me into I, this. Look, we just don't know. Can, we don't know as much. We don't. Yeah. One, we don't know as much. Like I like music, especially if it like came to you at a certain time in your life or has meaning in your life. Like that automatically like it just brings something to it. It elevates it. This album came to me yesterday when I was exhausted after a ter- <laughs> terrible night's sleep. Like that, so like, <laughs> Fair. There's, con- context is important. <laughs> gotcha, yeah, yeah. So we have a couple themes. I, I'm sure Paul has a couple themes. I've got a couple themes. Casey brought zero themes to the party. Of course. <laughs> Casey's okay. here. One of the things I noticed was there are a lot of switcheroos, um, and not switcher. What I mean by that is, there, there were a lot of expectations that I felt like that did not happen. Um, so, in in its good ways, like it's saying the music is not like predictable. They kind of have like ideas for songs and ideas for song structure, but a lot of choruses and a lot of verses kind of one will like have a little you know instrumental couple like an extra instrumental bar at the end before it goes to the chorus or go to the chorus immediately or after the chorus it's like here's a post chorus thing or here's an instrumental jam or there's just immediately verse two and you can never really predict which one it's going to be so you can't like like a lot of songs it's like you have verse chorus verse chorus and it's like oh well i hear another verse it's there's gonna be a chorus immediately after and you just don't have that so you like immediately start singing the chorus and then it's like nope hang on <laughs> instrumental bar and then the chorus so i found those like at least four or five songs where um this kind of just general idea of a song structure appears and it just it keeps you on your toes a little bit and i kind of liked that yeah it doesn't really go like off the rails but it doesn't get too formulaic which i like Mm -hmm. because it's it's nine tracks and this is like a 30 minute album and i like some of my favorite albums, I've been making my top 20 list. Um, I can't decide in the last one, but <laughs> tangent. Um, a, a lot of them are like 20 to 30 minutes, but those 20, 30 minutes, they have to be tight. And mm-hmm. n- I think this one does a pretty good job of that with the uh, slightly different song structures. And uh, I really, I don't know, I really like his guitar work, uh, Patrick's. It's, it's like the chef's kiss. Yeah, the, the, those some just the, the very very soft jams. Yeah, yeah. I also I also found the uh, the melody the melodies all very very pleasant, very very soft, very like just kind of calming. They're really nice. There are a lot of nice bridges. It's very the complete opposite of 
like usually when we're talking about bridges they're like very grandiose very like epic bridges and these are like if you've ever like taken a bridge across like a texas creek and you're like why is there a bridge here and like you don't even notice it's a bridge but then you kind of realize it's a bridge and it's like oh it's nice that there's a bridge here it's like the bridges all tend to be softer than like the songs that like it's the opposite again it's a different expectation because you expect you expect the bridge to be grandiose and these bridges are like usually a little bit more stripped back and it adds like to the softness of this i'm, I'm trying to think of oh I, we should probably get like i probably shouldn't <laughs> yeah. mention exact songs with that kind of thing but we'll, we'll get there yeah there are a couple songs it's just like though the bridge is like oh this is a bridge right <laughs> ah, <Yeah>. okay <laughs> that's what we're doing now, that's all my themes paul did you have anything you'd like to add I'll say in a lot of cases, like the, the, I'll go back to the guitar work. It's not like super complex. You're not getting these, you know, guitar heroes, epic solo, raining blood, but, um, you can, I, I, I don't know. I really resonate with like how, how do I say that? how full the guitar sounds, especially, I don't, I don't want to name tracks, but a lot <laughs> of the tracks of the guitar, like sounds very full. Like you can really feel like an emotion with it it's not just there mm. while the voice carries all the emotion i would say sometimes the guitar carries more emotion than the vocals it's purposefully played yes yeah so um we, we'll dive into some tracks because we got nine of them um the first track is i'll haunt you which is about ghosts in spooky houses uh kind of <laughs> <laughs> Each track, each track, before we go, I want to hear what Casey thinks about all of them. Oh, Just God. Kidding. I'm, I'm kidding, I'm please, kidding. <laughs> please don't do that to me. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yes, there are some songs that I don't, don't, I don't have notes on some of these, so I'm like, please, please don't. <laughs> don't make Casey talk about this album. She doesn't want to talk about it. <laughs> no, I, I don't want to, like, sideline Casey. I want, us to, I want this to be egotalic. No, 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 no. See, 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 see. I, I am here to be sidelined. it is okay (laughs) some weeks some weeks she does want to talk this is not one of those weeks some weeks i really want to talk some weeks you know it's and it's it's like rainy here i did at least sleep really well last night like i got my sleep back but rainy days make me sleepy too i did get another listen to the out of the album i liked it better today oh that's good you didn't mention that earlier (laughs) well it, it, it didn't dislike it yesterday it just wasn't what i wanted yesterday <laughs> fair fair we made this mistake before she she got uh future bites on a snowy day it's just yeah that was awful oh, it was yeah, it was yeah. a gorgeous snow day and i just sit down to listen to it and i'm like oh no <laughs> so you're saying what you needed yesterday was the last two minutes of contact oh god I don't think I ever I, need yes. that. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, you do. This times. This is an album I would have le- much preferred on like a sunny day. Like I could go, like, it's sit a good, out, lay outside yes. and listen to it. This is a sunny yeah. day album. Their, their release day was weird. It does feel like a summer album or like Or like a late sunny, spring. Yeah, yeah. Just not this weird weather we've been having. You mentioned they wrote this all on a boat. So like this is like I'm on a I'm on a boat and. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know about this album. I know... <laughs> A lot of their writing does. I know their entire first album was, but that was back in 2011. So, don't know. I like the. Uh, so I mean, speaking of the sun, sunlight on this song, there's a there's a nice lyric that I like is the uh, as as the sun slips over my shoulder lyric, and I lis- I was listening to this on like sunset walk. So 
it like hits like ah the sun the sun is slipping over my shoulder and it's like hmm. oh that's good timing i ch- tend to do most of my new music listening on like um on my sunset walks or what used to be sunset walks now the sun doesn't set so you know, late <laughs> evening walks and i think this song is about um because i've what are they like mid-30s now and i think they're just reflecting on their time like they're they, they were married around i think uh we'll get there's another song more about that but um they got married around 10-ish years or 11 years before this album came out ah, tennis <laughs> <laughs> i did not mean that i promise um and i think it's like you know them going into their 30s like they're not old but you know they're they're aging slowly and kind of thinking about now their relationship is i think uh like they're maturing in their relationship and as people um so i think a lot of that has to do with kind of the sunset ish themes about this and i think i'll haunt you as them saying like you know even later when we're dead like we're still going to be there for each other that kind of idea yeah i didn't i did not analyze the lyrics i a lot of the lyrics i wrote down i didn't write them down because i'm like those are cool lyrics it's mostly to, for me it's melody related there's a lot of good melody lines and a lot of the words and they sound really good together okay then we will be a good team because um well with random access memories there were almost there were very few lyrics and i love analyzing mm. lyrics probably more than like the musicality of stuff i can describe it better oh lord i was a french major you know <laughs> you're, you're good with the words i am bad with the words but the song also uh brings a lot of philosophy not not a lot, but it kind of starts. There are a lot of themes of philo- like philosophical ideas in this and religious ideas. Um, and uh, I believe at 121, one of my favorite lyrics is, Only you make this rock spinning, off to nowhere, so much more appealing. Just where I am with my life and kind of like what I think about the world, that kind of like existential, like there's no inherent meaning here. It's kind of who you're with, what you're doing, it hit me. I thought it was a really sweet sentiment in all its despair. You got hit with the feels. The, the existential feels. <laughs> yeah, that's a... I, I think it's a nice song, uh, but yeah, that's what I have to say. Does anyone else have more? Yeah, I know I, a couple... Um, I liked the... I liked the, This is another... This is one of those structural songs where there's a... Co- there's like two co- different choruses. There's like... I, I'm, so... Th- there's almost not a chorus because <laughs> um, there's the chorus at like quickly, um, which I, I forgot, forgot to write the words down. But then second time through, there's this like pre-chorus of this on the edge of the earth, um, on the crest of a wave. And then it goes into this. How long can we stay like this? Um, and that's like a, it feels they both feel like choruses, but they are like they're different. So and it, I like again, it's like that expectation setting of like you would expect when they're going to that second chorus that you're getting the same chorus and it's just like not the same thing so i really liked that uh i, I liked the way the second that second chorus if we're calling it that again sounded it was a really nice um ending to the song yeah i think for um for under well under three minutes about two oh, i forget how long uh one second yeah, 232 yeah for 232 this is a very full song yeah it goes it, yeah the fact that in two thirty two minutes 32 seconds you can have a chorus and then like a pre-co and then get to something completely different like an outro type thing is 
it's very quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They do a good job. I just it's hard for me to describe because I just love it. It's like it's, it's great. That's it. That's great. It's good. That's that's the tweet. Send it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is there anything about this song, Casey, <laughs> for you? I, I have some timestamps I wrote down. Oh, um, really? At 55 seconds, um, I think it's the post-chorus. I wrote that I really liked it. <laughs> at 137, there was some kind of descent. On the edge of the earth, on the crest of a wave. I like that. And then at about two minutes, there is um, some kind of instrument that I couldn't place behind the... I think she's singing ooze at that point. I have no idea what that instrument is. Almost just sounds like a like a repeating synth type part. Yeah, I I just listen. I don't know exactly what that is either. I just call everything a synth because a th- synth can be anything. <laughs> exactly. You can sample, sam- or oh, 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 maybe it's even like a metronome type thing. Some some programmable thing. Yeah, I I like it. It's a it's a nice it's a nice dreamy little opening track. It doesn't at it's short. It doesn't ask for too much, but it set it definitely set gives you the mood of the album like. The the rest of the album is going to be in this this dreamy space. Yeah, this um like this song just I was ready for this album the first time I heard it. Like, ooh, give me more straight into my veins. That that was pretty much my reaction to it. It's still it's hard to rank these songs for me, but it's I can't even say if it's like the worst or the best because they're all like similar in my eyes. But they're it's, all it's my good. favorite children. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm going to be standing this whole album the whole podcast. Let's go. Stan, Stan. Uh, the second song is Need Your Love. You talked about switcheroos, and when you re- wrote that word, I thought you just meant what happens in this song. Yes. <laughs> the tempo changes? Oh, yeah. Like, tempo, like, complete, like a completely different feel. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You start with these drums, the... Yeah, it's just got a nice, like, a very nice groove for the first 40 seconds, and then there's, like, this... A complete switch up at 40 seconds mm-hmm. yeah yeah the, like um because it goes is it like is that the chorus i don't know a lot of yeah so yeah so this is the chorus it, and it does that slow thing which is interesting because at the the second time this comes up the whole section before it there's actually instead of going verse and then to the slow chorus that just switches immediately they have the um this like bridge like thing this with the with the uh, baby you've got more poison than sugar yeah, and, yeah. and that like but that slows down so that gets really slow so that by the time you get into this course the second time the tempo is already at that slow tempo yeah and i think it's even yeah. it might even be slower than this first course starts at um and then the tempo like climbs back up inside of that chorus. so there are all these like very interesting tempo changes that go on within this song yeah, because I I noted I didn't notice I didn't note that specifically, but it uh, speeds up again for the second verse, mm-hmm. and then it goes back like how you said. Um, so there are a few I didn't count how many, but yeah, and also with that I was gonna say with that bridge. We, um, the other thing is that's not, there's also a switcheroo in that because since the first time you didn't have a bridge to go into the chorus after the second verse is over you're like oh we're getting the chorus again and then you instead it switches over to this bridge <laughs> yes and that's at like 154 yeah i think uh 
my take thematically on this song was about kind of a toxic past relationship because uh uh i think it's the core i didn't write if there were the chorus lyrics but um it says like i need your love and i need your touch like i need a bolt of lightning from the sky above so i think it's playing into uh like you know how relationships can be like electrifying with the, with the right person but getting hit by bolt lightning you're <laughs> done bye-bye <laughs> so, not ideal <laughs> yeah that's what i that's what i made of this song and um i don't know because also one of my favorite things she talks about because it is a pet peeve of mine is uh people who have no business playing the victim play the victim mm-hmm. and i didn't write the exact lyric but it's something how like i thought you were you know a victim like kind of thought you saw things in a certain light but you're just being an asshole that's pretty much and i hate people like that so i resonate with this i have very little on the uh lyric analysis <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's what i focused on so I'll, okay i'll do that you guys talk about the other music yeah, yeah. yeah no and but i could te- i as i was listening to it today i'm like there's some good stuff here but i am i don't have the energy for this. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not here around 105 there's the the post chorus guitar riff and this is a, what paul was talking about earlier with this like the guitar kind of just actually has these really nice moments where it gets to be in the lead and it's not doing a technical solo it's just doing a very nice um it, it it's doing a it's bringing emotion across um inside of the the guitar, the guitar and i like that yeah those are the same guitars um toward the end around 320 that mm, I had. Yeah. And yeah, that riff. Yeah. Yeah, that riff. My note was because I knew like Patrick did that. I said I love this man. That was yeah, that was my note. I also um around 230ish, 234 two thir- I had 235, yeah. Yeah, like the higher voice kind of mm-hmm. that outro when I first heard this, I liked it and everything from 0 to this point like I liked and grew on me, but immediately from around two thirty four to the end, it made me like, ooh, that hit. That hits different. It almost sounds like it's it's like a sixties seventies type vibe. Like uh, like it's just like it's because it's that higher voice. It's kind of like just softer. It does have it does have like that um that vibe to me. The music is not complicated throughout this, so it's, since it's just vocals and like a basic beat, it like you can you can draw it back like all the way to the '60s because '60s music was also not like musically complicated. <laughs> that was almost something I put as a theme, um, just but I because I could only I was only paying could only pay so much attention in my tired state. I I wasn't sure if the synth vibes were a theme, but I noticed it in more than one song, and I think we mentioned last week for future nostalgia some synth stuff in that like that was the instrument of the 80s the the 80s and so when i and when i heard it here that's what it made me think of it made me think of like an opening track to like or like something you'd hear in like twin peaks or like like that kind of stuff Mm, Um, yes yeah so i didn't know if it was a theme or just in certain songs but throw that out there yeah i'm actually i'm watching Twin Peaks right now um so 
I thought we were recording I, I, a podcast. I feel your feeling. No, no, like these days. <laughs> I know. Was that all that uh, we had on Need Your Love? I, that's all I had. Yeah, it's solid. I love it. It's a solid song. That's what I'm going to say for every song, but yeah. All your favorite children. Uh, so song three is How to Forgive. I think this might be my favorite song on the album, and I have zero notes on it. Nice. Wow. <laughs> yeah. This might have been the one that made me think of Britney Spears, but... That, Casey. Yeah? One of my notes is, it seems to be inspired by, like, someone or something, but I can't put my finger on it. I think I just put my finger on it. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, because, no, like, I was thinking... I don't... I haven't listened to a lot of Madonna. I thought maybe Madonna, but it didn't, like... It was almost there. I think Britney Spears. It's what she does with her voice. It's a little different in this one. Yeah, yeah. It's a like more of a higher register throughout the whole time. Yeah, because she's got element. It, it's that. It's that. It's that white girl baby voice thing that yes. kind of come. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that's what Britney Spears was marketed to sing as, um, and what like what she's known for. Um, but now it's like a. And now it's that, but instead of over, you know, pop music, it's over... Indie pop. You know, acu- indie pop, it's <laughs> yeah. acoustic, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is very, like, filtered synth opening with very sparse playing that kind of goes on for, like, the first minute. It's just, like, this drum, and there's just, like, there's, there's some synth just kind of, like, floating around there with, with this vocal. I totally forgot what I was going to say. Go on. Cut it. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> Cut it. <laughs> Yeet. <laughs> Yeet. That's what the, that's what his brain just did. <laughs> <laughs> it did really. Ooh, lad. Oof. Hey, hey, you're getting old. Don't worry. It happens to the best of us. I guess on a different note, I love the bass throughout. Well, all of this where the bass is present, especially the chorus mm-hmm. Um, right after the chorus, like kind of between that and the second verse. It's right there. There's a quick drum and bass solo um, after the chorus, what, 118. Um, yes. Which, as, as the number one bass podcast, it is very important that the bass gets mentioned and appreciated. No, prominent bass is one of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We, we like prominent bass. We like only bass. <laughs> we like bass solos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this chorus slaps. And now you said Britney, yeah, it makes sense. Like it, it does align. I'm glad I could be actually like a little useful here. Okay, <laughs> you were. I'm I glad think... I said that. <laughs> um, sorry, I need to Wikipedia because I don't know the singles for this song. I think this was a single for this song. I can see that. A single for this album, not a single for this song. We know what you meant. I mean, so- yes. they're all songs that have a section that is the single. Yes. Okay, yeah, this this was a single. It was the last single before it was released, about two weeks before. This, this has, like, a different vibe going on. Yeah, it, it sounds less like a deep cut, but they do a lot of creative things with it. Like, it's not, like, reinventing the wheel, but it's a solid, it's a solid wheel, okay? Yes, wheels, wheels are still a thing because they, they were a good idea. There's a nice instrumental like this is one of the first instrumental like soft jams like at 201 just like you got the synth you've got the guitar work it's it's very solid just like just chill yes i had that marked as well it's 
it's like a simple it's like it's those synth lines that you can kind of just sing to because they're like they're just no individual notes and it's just like you can just kind of groove out to it get lost in it yeah i'm really bad at um like remembering song lyrics so i can never sing along with anything but i can sing along with like instrumental passages and this one yes. i do yes those those are what stick yes yeah <laughs> oh absolutely music yes um anything no <laughs> uh and the bridge this is this is a very nice bridge um at 219 um because you, you come out of this break, like little jam and you get like a, it's just a very solid break like it's just a, you know different different mel- different lines but just like it it works really nicely yeah i think i didn't have a lot for the lyrics on this one um i think it's like pretty plain just about forgiving it's maybe like a, a tonal shift from the song before about a toxic relationship like letting go maybe that's what i thought <laughs> but nothing too special it's it's, it's solid solid i can see why it's a single it's a solid song yes shall we move on to track four yes track four is runner Casey said the last song was her favorite this one this one is tied for my favorite yeah this is tied for my favorite too so these two right in a row are my favorites yeah, this one is my favorite on the album, and I said it's probably my second favorite favorite tennis song ever. It's so it's solid. yeah, it's favorite yeah. or or second favorite. There's another one on a different album that is on par, but well, the other one I didn't have a lot of other lyrics. This one I do. What I think this is about is Runner. It's kind of about her leaving her religious beliefs because she grew up in the church. That's how she got her start singing. But then especially uh, how there's another song with this too, but how women were like are in the Bible, not a good look (laughs) in her opinion. So she makes a lot of references to Christianity, especially. um, And she references more of the wild stories of the Old Testament. So that's why it seemed even when I didn't know about her, it definitely seemed more critical. you guys know the story of that woman looking back and becoming a pillar of salt? Nope. I, no, no. No, she just we, straight we. up, bam, dies. So it's, <laughs> I mean, obviously it's like, uh, that's a pretty, it's a pretty famous book of the Bible. She referenced that. I forgot to write down the exact lyric, but it is, I think she's referencing how she feels like that kind of thing because she's looking back on her past with Christianity if you guys know manna from the Bible, it's nope. like the food. Okay, so okay. So when... the only reason I liked going to church, if I you know felt like it, was yes. the snacks. Okay, the snacks yes. after and, church, and I drew pic- I drew pictures of highways. Yeah, like okay, <laughs> okay. So I like infrastructure. Nope, I could name you like five books of the Bible. Okay, that's better so... than me. You could you could name like Luke. Oh, oh, for counting New Testament. They're just names that everyone is named, so, like, it's easy. <laughs> yeah. Counts. So one of the stories is that, um, I guess, the Israelites, like, they were God's people. They were in the desert, and they were starving, so they prayed, and manna fell from the sky. Like, it was God giving to them. And her lyric is... That gives you, like, magic, right? I mean, let's talk about that later, but... <laughs> um, she... She says your mana is only a famine. I think she's directly like talking about God there. Like, like this does not actually like satisfy me in any way. Like this 
this aspect of religion. So I think she's kind of, I think she's coming to terms with like slipping away or not slipping away, just fully leaving Christianity. So that is my take for the lyrics. And this is a great tune. <laughs> yeah. If you uh, don't care about lyrics and don't care about the Bible. Um, the chorus slaps. Yeah. <laughs> the chorus slaps. Exactly. And what, I mean, what is life? Like you get more, life's all about the chorus slapping. <laughs> And it's also, I love the way um, that it goes into this. I love the way it goes into the chorus every time with the gonna take a meal call. Gonna take a meal call. And the synth, there's like, there's a lot of synth in this one, I think, because I wrote the note. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's very like triumphant um, synth playing. Um, There's there's actually a song, (laughs) Mio is it, um, in terms of this, which is by Rush called marathon which also has very prominent synth like very synth codes in the chorus that are like triumphant um and same with like runner like marathon's about running a marathon um basic and runner is about running from stuff and (laughs) but those those synth codes like they are very triumphant like when you know when you've got those in in a chorus situation too of just like you did it you yeah it's it, it's very nice feeling and hence why it's a i like this as it's on my running playlist now like it's it's just very good. good running song it fits but yeah i think um they said in probably the ama that this was the hardest song to write on the album in all aspects is kind of it feels the fullest and the most i don't know about structurally complex but like there's a lot going on and mm. it's kept in a really good balance so they said they agonized over this one. Yeah, and you can tell because like the second chorus has a different instrumental feel than the first chorus does. And even the like the post chorus like like instrumental break is very different than the first chorus instrumental break. Um there's a lot of like instrumental changes throughout this. They clearly did not just come in, write one set of things and like copy paste it. The mood of this changes. Um and even into the last chorus, there's this instrumental buildup into the last chorus, and then the gonna take a miracle line is subverted again. It's like, just like, not instead of said triumphantly, it's just said kind of softly at the end of this instrumental buildup. Um, yeah, the instrument kind of like en- encapsulates it, right? If I remember correctly? Exactly, yeah. Is a bop. Yeah, there's just a lot of good synth, like just a lot of good instrumentation. This is very, very fun to just kind of like just listen. If you like like the dream pop um, elements of just like synth and guitar and just like the soft, like this kind of thing, this, this one works really well. Yeah, I know they're, they love a uh, dream pop like uh, Beach House. Oh, yeah, you, you can tell. <laughs> oh, yeah. But it's, it's nice because there are some artists that sound a lot like beach house this one doesn't and like it's its own thing so i I like that Mm -hmm. they don't like go they don't take beach house's style completely they just they're influenced a bit i like that yeah 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 all these songs they sound familiar in a way but they sound like their own thing to me at least Mm -hmm. so it doesn't feel super derivative of anything it feels like it has a lot of influences but it doesn't 
put them on full display tattooed on their chest. No, except for one of them, but we'll get there. Okay. Track five is Echoes. And this, this like, to me, it it's, reminds me straight out of, like, it's a, it's a 90s song. It's, like, Cranberries adjacent guitar. <laughs> um, I feel like there are a lot of 90s yeah. songs with this kind of, like, this guitar sound, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This one, uh, well, it's, it is one of my favorites, a lot because of the ending sounds. But, yeah, the, um, I, I really like the the 90s kind of guitar and with the added stuff they have especially um do you know what i'm talking about the end um i don't know how to explain it yes if it's a synth or what but it's just kind of these long dragging notes that go over and then right after it ends they go back to the nice happy guitar Mm -hmm. which is strange because (laughs) well i was gonna say the outro to me has a um a six very sixties feel with the with the who really knows section like and this guitar outro like when when was Fleetwood Mac popular? Uh seventies. Okay. It could it, I mean that also similar thing that I, I got Fleetwood I got some Fleetwood Mac vibes from this. Yeah, um, yeah. I can I can, I hear it. The line at fifty eight seconds, the apologies and obligation, all all the myriad sensations. I love that's a great melody. It is a great use of words. I don't care what they mean. I just am like, yes. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I never think about what anything means. It's just like I like the, uh, I like the way that 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 pre-chorus melody just falls in line. And they only use it the one time, of course. They they use a different set of words. Um, second time. I also yeah. just, anytime someone uses the word uh, myriad, I just myriad is one of my favorite words. Oh, that's a nice word. Actually, I I could not pin down what this song was about for a long time, and it, it's not. I thought it was some very abstract, um, like topic, but it's actually quite literal. Um, I guess on a tour, she, uh, the singer, fell ill and was seizing, while unconscious, and um, both her and well, she was unconscious, but her husband like thought she might be dying, like she was in the hospital. It was possibility. So that's why the happy kind of 90s guitar is a little strange. But yeah, it's, uh, it is about like the possibility of death and her time on a tour where she could have died. Interesting. Yeah, so it's a very literal, like you have to know to know. You, it's yeah. not like, you know, it's not waxing philosophical about the meaning of life. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say the final course does have this nice, another subverting expectations. Well, the final chorus, like, adds, like, it just keeps going. <laughs> yeah, like, it does. <laughs> just like, ah, we're going to have more words with this. I have a note on the intro. Um, <laughs> we're just going, I figured we'd just, All over we started with the outro, so. Hey, go go everywhere, go everywhere. No, just like the opening vocals are echoey. That's it. Yeah, they are. The, so- the song is called Echoes. It opens with echoey uh, vocals. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's a lot of chorus going on with the guitar and the vocals. It's, it's very, again, very 90s. I think they they probably wanted, like, the 90s feel, and with the themes of death, it's kind of, like, more ethereal and, like, kind of floaty. So 
it is a weird contrast with the lyrics, but also makes sense for the lyrics. Yeah, so track six is Swimmo, the title track. Ooh, the title. Now I can talk about the album cover a bit later. Later, okay. Um, so, every week, every week, Casey comes onto the show, and she's she's a she's a host of it, so she's usually here every week. But am I? She either comes on the show and she's like, uh, I just sang a different thing over this chorus. Oh, she decides that this song sounds exactly like another song um, <laughs> elsewhere. It's, it's mm-hmm, her thing. Mm-hmm. She just... And I decided that this week, it was going to be my turn to do this. Oh, good, because I don't have any of that. <laughs> uh, and I just... There's this is a song that I can... This song is that song, and I cannot get it out of my head. Um, everything just, like, lines up, and the, the stars align. I'm like, yep, same song, same melody, same... You can just insert different words and it's the same thing. Um, and that song, which Paul's going to be very excited about. I'm surprised you didn't draw this comparison because you actually know this song. It's one. Okay, yeah. Um, just say, because I'm, I'm blanking. Like, I'm curious now. The song is No Surprises by Radiohead. And really? I, yeah. I, so, <laughs> because both Swimmo and No Surprises have this slow delivery. This sparse guitar and this similar code picking at it. Um, and so I cannot stop going and singing um, at 48 seconds in this song, things like not going over, never going under, not without a consequence, and then doing the no alarms and no surprises, please. Oh, oh, even saying, like, some summer you have planned for me. No alarms and no surprises, please. Um, so if you want to listen to, like, the just the guitar work, like, of this and, like, the slow melody and also, like, go over and listen to No Surprises by Radiohead, they, they're interchangeable to me. Not, like, they are different, but, like... They would fit some... on both. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I understand you more now because if you said they were, like, really the same, I was... They're not the face. same, but Michael, like, what are you doing? <laughs> they're not the same, but they are like in similar spaces. Yes, I can, I can concede that. And so that's like my only note on this song because it is. I just keep. I cannot on here. No surprises with swimmer. Wow, this is one of. This might be my second favorite on the album. You really have nothing on it, and it's about. Hmm. Uh, it's about no. So, su- it's about no alarms and no surprises, please. Michael, no. <laughs> it's about spreading the ashes of her dead father at the sea. <laughs> See, that's not fun. Why do you bring this yeah. negative energy? It's not. I, okay, fine. But it, it's like uh, they did it at the beach, I think, and um, just seeing like all the people like playing at the beach. It's you know just like a weird contrast because the other people don't really know what's going on. Um, but I think with this and the album cover, 
kind of like the shadows going over them and uh like kind of the sunsetty vibe i think it like i think the album cover has a lot of uh allusion to death actually and so does this song because it's about mourning and uh like yeah the death of her father i believe so yeah that's that's the lyrics nothing okay i mean i already said i had no notes on this one (laughs) it's no surprises we 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 just we're here to kill your vibe we're very sorry about this whatever i'm now i'm now picturing paul as that meme of the otter holding the little guitar toy when you like (laughs) and the the caption is like when you like show your friend something you're really proud of and like they kind of just like don't 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 (laughs) be sad (laughs) so like that's i feel like that's paul right now with this album (laughs) or this song problem is there are like zero lyrics i ever analyze because i just do not care about lyrics you that that's and you've said that forever like (laughs) you do not listen to lyrics yeah i don't remember lyrics but i analyze them like i don't sing along but i analyze lyrics i don't even i don't get that i'm like "Eh, whatever (laughs) my favorite class in college was french theater we analyzed french plays okay okay Mm mm-hmm Okay, don't. I'm not. Offend, I'm not offended. If, any, if not, anyone was wondering what Paul is like as a person, <laughs> <laughs> he's very fun at parties. I would. I wouldn't. Okay, I don't like parties. But if I were at a party, I would not do this. This is. I am. It's a podcast about reviewing an album. I'm going to review it to the fullest. No, you know we appreciate that here. We just don't have anything to say because that's fine. Um, I mean, for me, I like the end from three twelve to the end. Um. Again, the guitar work and her voice, like, knowing what the song is about, like, I really could feel what they were feeling. So mm-hmm. that's why. Like, it's it's a reason why I think No Surprises is, so, like, so iconic, but it doesn't, like, make me feel things... Like, I know what No Surprises is trying to say, and I think it's a really good take, but, like, this, like, hit me different, you know? Mm, yeah. So... That, and that's what I respond to more than kind of smart lyrics, which I'm not saying this isn't smart. I would say the radio one is a bit more like philosophical, but this one hit me harder. Uh, and that, yeah, every song hits every. Uh, it, it's always amazing. That's, I mean, that's the best spot about music is every song like hits everyone differently. And it's like it's just like, every every single thing means just like completely different things to everyone. That's like one of the joys of music is it really is. And that's why, like, you know, there are, uh, like, certain timeless albums, like mm-hmm. OK Computer, um, and, but there are, like, other, like, little gems that, you know, pe- some people don't care about that much, and other people do. It's beautiful. Yeah, I was, I was actually, I was actually listening to a podcast that I just got started getting into called Smartless, and they had, um, they had Paul McCartney on, Ooh. and they were, they were talking about, that just like how like basically you know a question about like just like how how does it feel kind of knowing how many lives your music has touched like like what you know like what kind of influence does this have and, and you know he was talking about like uh I'll, I'll link the show but yeah he, he was just talking about like in his concerts like every night it's just like certain songs that you can, he can just see in the audience like there will be like you know a couple people where this song means everything to them like and just like it's just amazing, like how many lives that his music, you know, has been able to touch and like re- really mean something to, I mean, billions of people. And it's like, 
it's it's something that very few people can <laughs> have ever been able to do yeah uh, I'll, I'll link that in the show notes I've, I've really enjoyed that show i'm pretty interested in that actually even though i'm not like the biggest beatles or mccartney fan like i mean okay he's a legend but it's not as much like my cup of tea but i still think he's a cool guy so i'm gonna listen mm-hmm. yeah the pod, the pod i really enjoyed the podcast did you ever watch um arrested development i saw quite a bit of it not all of it yes yeah, so, so two of the guys who do the podcast are um the guy who played michael and george uh blue bluth oh cool oh, oh job <laughs> will yeah. and jason bateman i people know them outside of it i, I know yeah, them. Yeah. <laughs> i know them and then the other guy in the podcast is uh is sean hayes who was the lead in uh will and grace right oh that sounds like i don't i can't believe i've actually never heard of that yeah it's they started doing quarantine and the little the the gimmick of the show which i really like is um and one of the reasons i really like the mccartney episode is each week one of them brings a guest on and so the other two hosts don't know who the guest is before they reveal who the guest is. Oh, that's fun. And they were floored when it was McConaughey. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basi- basically, like, it, it, was, it was really cool because it was like, I mean, because, they, they, you know, they're obviously all celebrities. So, like, they, they have this, like, different, they're, they're in this different space than most people are. But, it, you know, it's like, it, it was, it, we, you know, it was like, really interesting to listen to them like you know they're completely normal people all of a sudden like mccartney like towers over them so it's just like they, oh yeah <laughs> it'd be like you like getting to meet one of your like meet one of your idols it's like you're just like it's just like you're they're just normal people all of a sudden <laughs> exactly like i'm sure they've met lots of interesting people but like yeah it's like mccartney's just different <laughs> yeah there are very few celebrities that can that could eclipse other huge celebrities he's one of them yeah <laughs> legends yeah anyways yeah i'll, I'll link that below I, there's I, it's all i've been listening to this week so i i didn't i didn't even take i didn't even listen to this album as much this week because i was i was binging <laughs> <laughs> that's fine i didn't i i listened to a lot of albums this week mostly you like did. you've more... been sending me a ton and i can i have not <laughs> been keeping up that's fine <laughs> um songs track seven Track seven. Tender as, as a tomb. I this song I, I like the song. It's just like I it's one of those songs where I feel like it was written it was written very fast. Like he like you just have a good riff and a good chorus and you just make a fun, easy two two and a half minute song with it. Like nothing there's nothing like super fancy with this. It's just like it's a really fun riff and it's just like, hey, we could just write a song off of this riff and like it would work and I, I like that's what they did with this. Yeah. I 100% agree, agree. I didn't really, like, I tried looking at the lyrics. I didn't really get anything super deep out of them. It just seems kind of like some, it's just a typical song. And uh, I think for me, it is a good, like, palate cleanser from Swimmer. <laughs> mm, yeah, if, if you're <laughs> having I, to if, deal if with... If you know, yeah. If you're having to deal with those thoughts versus just like... Yeah, just... <laughs> but... Yeah, no, it's it just runs with what it has. It doesn't stay on it too long, and I like it. Um, the like again, it it is like tender as a tomb, like kind of referencing death, but it sounds so happy. I don't know why I like songs like that. It just is jarring, but I like it. This this one stands out to me just in that it sounds beachy. Yeah, mm-hmm. it does. 
This is step on the beach, SpongeBob style. Yeah. It's very like you you picture like an island in yeah. <laughs> Is this the my feet blister on the concrete one? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yep. Yeah, so it is is weird with the lyrics though, right? Like it's different from how it sounds. <laughs> I mean, it just sounds like someone walking down the street in the sunshine, and it's mm-hmm. like nice. It's a hot outside. It's summery. Like that's that's all I get from it. But if you're not listening to the lyrics too much, I mean, that one. Yeah. Well, it's more. The there's not a lot in the song that makes me think. It's like the title and the title, like in the lyrics. So I don't know. I won't. I won't waste time. People probably don't care <laughs> about me doing this on the podcast, oh, but I like it. Oh, don't say but, that. Hey, people don't care about the podcast in general. So exactly, I do. <laughs> We appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, this is this is um on like my S tier list of things that I queue up as like as soon as the other S tier ones are like I, I rotate through these S tier podcasts and you're on that rotation. Ah, thank, along with thank you for my favorite what? tiny meat gang. Don't ask. Th- thanks for flattering <laughs> us. Um this one also has another subverting expectations where there's no pre-chorus the second time through. Like, the voice literally blends into the chorus. Like, the voice isn't even over yet, and they're already back into this chorus. They're just wild and crazy. <laughs> yeah. No rules. They just go right into it. Yeah, they do. Yeah, it's one I don't have a lot to say on, but I, I enjoy it. Yeah, no, it's, like I said, it's, it's quick and fun. Yeah, there's only nine songs. It doesn't feel like it's extra to me. I, I've seen people say uh, say this about it. I don't feel like it's filler at all nah no again i think it's a fun idea yeah after that we move on to track eight which is late night which is probably the one i have the least notes on i'm not gonna say it's my least favorite on the album it's just like there's nothing that like stands out on it to me um i like the chorus i think it it like gets stuck in my head like in a weird way where i don't really know it's stuck in my head it i don't even know it's part of the song it's just like it's there (laughs) yeah this is um one of those that like I, I like it instrumentally but it, it's the sorry the lyrics that i love ah it's the lyrics so yeah you you guys go on i'll i'll be quick about the lyrics i've got no notes ooh, 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 ooh. i've got no notes gacy <laughs> checked out when we started the show <laughs> i oh i have already contributed everything i have to contribute so <laughs> okay <laughs> you could talk about the lyrics. Fine. I, by the time we got to this song, all I could think about was going to bed. So, like, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> I, I was done. Fair, you dance, fair. She used the last song to dance right into bed. <laughs> I did. I was that's in bed. Fair. Like, I don't even know. By like eight. I accept it. So, okay, <laughs> I can go. Uh huh. Yeah, I got sun chips. This one also references a lot of religious and philosophical themes. Um, do either of you guys know about the unmoved mover, that kind of argument in philosophy? Nope. Nope. What a bunch of dum-dums. <laughs> it's, it's used as a, an argument like for the existence of God, like saying that to put the universe in motion, there had to be like something else that put something else in motion, and it goes back infinity. Is this like the chicken and the egg argument? Like, uh, uh, <laughs> what came first? <laughs> yeah, it's saying like there has to have been something eternal first. But um, it's 
I'm not going to get into it. It's not like the best argument for it, but they reference it. Um, and they also reference Mary Magdalene. Do you guys know who that is at least? Yes. Uh, okay. I do. I don't. I, I like the lyric though. It's, it sounds fun. Yeah. Like, like Mary Magdalene, I'm on my knees again. You know, that like, you know, I liked that knees. lyric a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if you see me as a saint, you'd be mistaken. I think again, that's her like going away from Christianity. But, um, the main thing, uh, I think it's toward the end, the lyrics, like, being the master of her own ship. So, mm. you know, in this, you know, godless existence, to quote, I think, Will Wood, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, she's, you know, she is, like, taking control of her life. You know, she's true to herself. This whole album is so sincere and so personal. And that's what I like. Like, nothing is really out of, li- like, nothing is illegal for her to say like she's just open yeah it does have another it's another one of those extended final courses i think where you were mentioning that lyric um and another just like again (laughs) you're expecting one thing it's like nope the course is gonna keep going you're like ah well okay yes (laughs) yeah that's like definitely my favorite part of the song i like all of that's my favorite i like a lot of the outros and endings of the songs like how they kind of fade almost Mm -hmm. Yeah. Except for the last song, which we can move on to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the ninth song is Matrimony 2. And I mentioned earlier that Runner was tied for my favorite. Matrimony 2 is the other song that's tied for my favorite. It's a very it's a good ba- song. It's a very good song. I see a spider, song. so I'm staring at it. Okay. That's... Are you you're asserting, asserting your dominance? It doesn't see me. It's just moving around. Through eye contact? Oh, okay. It's a kind of cutie. Oh, yeah. Okay, anyway. Yeah, so it it starts off with this a piano ballad right off the bat, and you get this like strings and it's got strings. We 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 finally find strings. Yes, that was my note. It's finally strings plus piano always gives me this like spacey vibe. Like it, it's a it's a floaty vibe. Um, it's like a it's like a Bowie thing. <laughs> I love Bowie. But yeah, this both this pre-chorus and then the chorus is really good on this song. I love this chorus. Yes. Is it the pre-chorus that's like da 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 mm, Yes. Yeah, yeah, that whoo, whoo lad. <laughs> and then yeah, the, the the chorus is the do 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 little. Yeah, it's so good. Um Oh, yeah, now it's coming back to me. I'm like, this one was stuck in my head at the beginning of the mm-hmm. episode. It's like Yeah, this one gets this one gets stuck. This this one's really good. Did she did she does she say she changes her name? Yeah, it's in that's in there. Okay. Okay, that's what I thought. I I did not change my name. <laughs> but <laughs> you're a strong independent woman. No, I, I one, I'm just lazy, but two, I just really like my last name. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a good last name we won't dox it's you on a... the internet but it's a nice last name yeah like <laughs> won't dox on the internet as we post on twitter oh, as we post my twitter which has my personal name on it oh, whatever okay <laughs> nice then same with michael <laughs> everyone knows but yeah i don't have a lot to say about the lyrics don't worry listeners it's just it seems like kind of the if i got more to say than us who are like is this the one that has changed my name in the course and we're like yeah <laughs> But yeah, it's it's it to me it seems like the happiest song in the album. Um I know because according to Elena, she wrote Matrimony. I forget which album that was on actually, but it was a dedi- like just a love song for Patrick and 
Uh, she wrote Matrimony 2 for the 10th anniversary. She says she'll probably write Matrimony 3 for the 20th. So, Aww. yeah. And this one, you know, it kind of goes on. Um, my favorite lyric is, I can't go on living with a spark that's only flickering. I only want that tenderness with every moment left. So it's kind of, you know, like a spark can go quickly in and out. But this is a prolonged flame. So I think it's just sweet. That is really sweet. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, that's all I have lyrically. <laughs> I have these, there's some really nice string plucking at like 218. That kind of like, there's a lot of like, like, like a little background um, sound effects in both in the, in the post chorus and around here. Where it's just like, it, it, it is like that kind of, whim, it's a little whimsical It's a little, I mean, it, and it fits with the theme. It's I you can I know that I was so checked out by the the time I got here I didn't register strings wow. like you know I was checked out if I mm-hmm. <laughs> not registering that <laughs> yeah they really don't come at any other point no nope. this is the only this is all strings all the time on this song only <laughs> yeah um and then I I would have to mention those some really nice bass around 245 i like the bass I have it and too. <laughs> and then at 305 you get this nice it's, it's another you expect the chorus because you just have the pre-chorus but then they go into this little piano um the set like little piano synth kind of jam which then goes into the chorus which i really like yes i love that um piano like yeah. cascade Mm-hmm. It sounds really, it's very nice sound. Yeah. With bass. Yes, with bass. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, like her, uh, it might just have been me hearing it. I didn't actually go check this after with the note, but um, the final chorus sounds like much more, I don't want to say passionate, but it's very like, wow, there, than the other times. Like, mm-hmm. So yeah, then the album ends very suddenly. <laughs> yeah it does <laughs> yeah like you like you it, it really catches you off guard because nothing changes about there's no outro of any kind yeah no <laughs> yeah just doing <laughs> see ya we're done we're done here yeah so, so that's the album that is indeed the album yeah i uh I, like in terms of like thoughts on it i i it is definitely it's the shortest album we've uh reviewed here um, mm-hmm. like it's a quick, it's a very quick listen. Um, like nine songs, like thirty minutes or so. Like it's, it's uh, thirty-one minutes, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's got the, it definitely has like a vibe. It, um, I think we mentioned like the summer, the summer feeling. Like I, I find it to be a very nice, just like you go in for a quick walk type. Uh, just throw it on, like and just like, you just you can kind of like just chill out to it. And I, I kind of you know, it's like I appreciate that. I. Like, there's, there's time and place for the, those albums. Yeah, and it's definitely, even though I was so, like, on the lyrics, this is definitely the kind where I can appreciate the lyrics or I can just let it play and just chill. Like, mm-hmm. I don't need to focus on <laughs> some of the more harrowing things <laughs> in this <laughs> album. I, I like the, to me, this is, like, a, a nice background chill listen. Like, that, that, that is what I wanted from it. And I mean, yes, I listened to it last night. I was very tired. But when I listened to it right before the show today, like I was just in my beanbag chair and I was sitting there and I was like, 
I should be trying to add more notes, but like all I want to do is just sit back and enjoy this. And that's what I did. And it's yeah, it was really nice for that. And I like I've got all this rain around me right now. I was just like, this is relaxing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that is good. I'm glad that you like it more than I thought, like when you first said. <laughs> oh, I know. No, yeah. No, just because I felt I was sleepy listening to it doesn't mean I dislike it. It was just like. <laughs> That's good, that that's was good. that was the situation. It was not a oh my god, this is so boring. It's putting me to sleep. No, it was that I was really tired, and this is a relaxing album to me. Yes. <laughs> she was already asleep. I was already asleep. <laughs> I just said even like my favorite albums, I've fallen asleep to before. Time and place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we we have to we have to give the thing a rating. That's our that's our job. Okay. <laughs> um, who who go who who likes to go first with these? I. Michael not me uh, uh. not me not me with this one okay i get to go uh so for me uh i find this to be in the i find it to be in like the nice hot i give it like a five plus like the, the high five area i like it i think it's i think it's solid i think it like it's a, it's a very solid listen it's very quick it's very like, you, like I said, you can put it on you don't need to like, skip stuff you don't need to like there's nothing like wrong with it it's and then i i, I just kind of jam with it so i i i i'm in the i'm in the that that that's why I lean with it. I was going to say a five. That was like, I think it it's really good. I like it even more listening to you know y'all discuss it because you know you pointed things out that I was just um, ignorant to. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's really solid. Yeah, Paul. Yes. You can give it a seven. Ah. <sighs> It's a seven, okay? Yeah, like it's it's your special your special it's just, thing. Like it's a special baby. I don't want people to think I just give sixes and sevens for everything. No. I'm actually pretty critical. You are. But you don't like you don't like a lot of good music. I I I appreciate a lot of music that I do not like. But yeah, this is this just hit me in a certain way. I think it's the time and place, um mm. like other than what we've already talked about like i don't know maybe i'm just a sap but also like in my love life i'm in the relationship i've been in the longest and so this album hits a bit differently even though they're talking about like way more than 10 years together and i'm just going on two it like some of those feelings i've never felt before are there and i think this came at the right place the right time so i would definitely probably give it a Seven. Don't oh, be yeah. mad at me, mom. No, no, no one. No one gets. This is not a time and place. To, no one gets mad at people for ratings. Like that's, that's good. I mean, that's the whole, like. That's why I always say with the six seven. I'm like, everyone's got like their own set of like special albums and like and and hence why it's like I always find rating music like oh, anyone rating music hard. It's just like you. It's like if you give some. If you say something is like five stars out of five stars, like most you know like a reviewer would do. It's like. It it means something to them, and, and you can't just like, oh, if you just put this album on, it will mean something to you. Like there are incredibly few albums that like universally like people are like, yes, this is like so good. Like I, like <laughs> like it. So much of listening to music is like, where am I? What am I doing? How how stuff in my life? And like, how does this music hit me at this moment? And the reason like people have special albums and nostalgia albums is like. Something hit them at the right time years and years ago, and like that's that will stick with you, and like you can't change it, and you can't purposefully recreate it, and so it's important to like know like which of those albums are, and like stick up for them, and like 
but also it's all for me i've always had to understand like yeah i really like it but i'm like it's like as much as like i like want to go and like recommend stuff that i really like to people it's like other people aren't gonna like this or other people just it's not gonna meet like <laughs> if it's not like objectively good and it's just like, like you just like it and it's like you know you really like it and it it's like yeah <laughs> yeah that's how i feel about this like i don't think like i said it's not reinventing the wheel it's a very solid wheel so i don't see why other people would give it like a seven it just hit me in the right way at the right time yeah yeah and... don't never never feel like it's like ah everyone else doesn't like it as much as me like no you can like it more than everyone else and that's it's good someone's someone's gotta like it that much yeah i saw um you guys know pitchfork ah uh, yes i'm familiar with the uh, with them yeah i'm not a fan of them they give this a 6.9 out of 10 one nice but nice. on the other hand i disagree <laughs> Well, again, it's like, it's like it can hit everyone different. Like, yeah, I see why they gave it that, but I give it a ten. <laughs> like K- Casey comes in and it's like she's tired that day, and like this album doesn't hit. And I was when I was reviewing it, and definitely it was with anyone who listens to a lot of music. Music, like things can be. It just depends where we listen to stuff, and it's like I, I was I was talking earlier and like thinking about like the way that we just reviewed Future Nostalgia, and like. Fusion of Soldier to us is this dance energy, this this like this party energy, and like where we are in like the pandemic right now is like we're getting vaccines, like this out al- and this album's like gives us a lot of dancing energy, and like you can listen to that and you're like you're getting vaccinated and like you're like I like, this album's bringing a lot of energy, which like you want right now. Someone's coming, you want this energy, and so after listening to that, you're kind of like in the mood for music like that. So like an album like this could even take a hit where it's just like. I, it's like, you're like, I want more of that dance, 80s dance pop, right? <laughs> and if <laughs> yeah, your brain's yeah. kind of on that, like, it just doesn't take this music in the way that it, like, maybe, like, if you, at a different time, different place, you could take this music in. So definitely someone, like, any review site, that's what makes this difficult, is you're reviewing so many albums, you get this album on release date, and maybe you're just like, you have to give it a number. You can't just be like, I'm just not feeling this album today. Let me come back to it in two weeks and I'll write about it, like. It's it's like it's really hard to like <laughs> objectively view stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Of course, this isn't like an objective. Like it is a seven out of seven always. But yeah, that's what I thought. I will have you guys know a little teaser to my top twenty albums list. This is right below one spot below the normal album. So that's about where it is Ew. for me. Does that normal? I I haven't. I still haven't updated my list yet. I am. It's. I'm. I'm bad. I don't. I don't have a list. You so. should. It's so fun, but it's so agonizing. Oh God, I couldn't. Like They're all my favorite I, I children. Really... <laughs> I know. It just. Well, okay. Just Deer Hunter Act Four, and then like Abbey some Road other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how it goes. That's though, it. like, I knew. I knew my number one forever. Just uh, the rest of it was a little. <laughs> I cried. <laughs> I cry every time. So yeah. Um like to thank paul again for being on the episode he will be back um at some point when we talk about more albums that he likes um or albums that he doesn't like you know like just drag him on <laughs> no honestly after listening to the um the other party pod for lana i want like i, I love the energy of loving an album but i want to go in on something too one day so <laughs> You love the energy of being supremely disappointed to the point of anger. <laughs> yes. Well, the nice thing is, I have this next album is an, 
brand new. It has is not out yet. It comes out tomorrow. Um, and I've only hold uh, at this point. I've owned two singles off of it now, and I liked both of them. So we that that's the correct energy to like get into like be ready for an album disappointment show. Is it has to be a brand new album. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. We can't. We can't that's... be. In my opinion, like I mean, you guys can do what you want. Like I don't like to punch down. It's the no, big boys that I like to go swing at. <laughs> oh yeah. Like the, the Lanas. <laughs> yeah, it's it's always new albums where it's it's easiest because else it's like yeah we're we're talking about stuff because we like it and we listen to it a lot like because I, I we all we all listen to all, oh other than Casey we all listen to a lot of albums and then just like four songs in like ah it's just not hitting and then that's that's all the album gets um yeah. Like I, I check out a lot of things, and yeah, if it's not catching my attention in three or four songs, then, well, <laughs> yeah, I um, will say that I, I was curious about the Lana album. I did listen to it, and I would have probably been harsher than you guys on it. Wow, <laughs> that was probably a one for me, but <laughs> I mean, it was close. It was real yeah. close. <laughs> the moments that you guys liked, I was like, eh. They're... We were look. I mean, like there were there were parts I legitimately liked, but I think we we were trying. I don't know. Maybe we were just trying to bring some positive notes. Like we didn't want it to be all negative. I, so the reason I can't give stuff ones is because I've ho- I've heard things that I would give ones, and it's not like one is like completely unlistenable. Like it's like mm. active. It's like the nice thing with like the the Lana thing was the songs were just like so incredibly dull and boring mm-hmm. yeah for me that's even worse than no no i've heard like stuff that is actively agonizing like noise rock like if you just played the like for casey uh, with contact if you just played if the whole if that album was a whole album yeah like <laughs> no like, like at Fair. least i can put like at least i can tune out to the lana stuff and just like forget that it's on in the background whereas ones are like actively painful and i'm like oh and you cannot ignore it okay have you guys um ever heard? Do you guys know who Corey Feldman is? No. Okay, I think he's. I think he was or is an actor, like a maybe a child actor, and then he put out a record that's considered one of the, like it's pretty much memed as one of the worst of the decade, like uh twenty ten to twenty twenty. So I was wondering. We will not be yeah, reviewing. Don't that. do don't even if uh, it did fit thematically. Don't. <laughs> um. But yeah. Uh. uh for next week. Um because I did mention it. Next week, we'll be checking out um, Royal Blood's brand new 2021 release and third studio album, Typhoons. Um, like I said, I've, I've only heard two songs off of it, but I really like both those songs, so I'm excited to see. I haven't listened to anything from them before, but the, this, this was a song that I found on a playlist, because sometimes I do listen to the playlists. But then I go and I follow up and listen to the album on it, because I'm a good person. <laughs> You are a sweet, good boy. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating in Apple Podcasts or whichever platform you listen to your pods on. We do appreciate it. Talk to you next week, and we'll catch you on the B-side.